Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Why Podcast. I'm Terry. And I'm Vanessa. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, guys. Hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, I hope you guys all are, I don't know, taking your laxatives and shitting out everything that you ate. Because I know I am. Dead. (laughs) (laughs) And I totally know that's true. Yeah. Too much cheese, y'all. Has to come out some way. So a quick reminder, Girl Why Holiday merch is available at www.girlwhypodcast.com. Don't forget to use promo code GIRLWHY for free shipping. We are going to do this throughout the entire holiday season as a way to thank you all for your dire loyalty. Yes, guys. And I just posted on our story, I've been wearing my Girl Why merch like it's going out of style. I'm wearing my Dear Santa shirt today. I feel so cute. So definitely make sure you're checking it out. Um, How was your Thanksgiving, girl? It was really good. Real good. So you guys drove up to Jacksonville. Daddy fried that turkey. How was it? Oh, man. It was delicious. Jealous. But I mean, Babe can't stop talking about that turkey. It's like he has no life other than that turkey. He's I still mean, thinking about that turkey. He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. <laughs> My Thanksgiving actually somewhat turned around because for those of you that listened last week, I had a nasty cold, which I'm still like somewhat getting over, but I'm much, much better. Um, so I ended up deciding, I know I said I wasn't going to cook or do anything. And then the day before my husband was like, well, we should cook something, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up making like a small turkey and like all the fixings on the sides and stuff. And I was actually, it's my first time like fully cooking. Like I've helped my family before, like make a side or like make sweet potato or whatever, but I've never fully done it. So I did. Um, it was really good. It was delicious. And honestly, like I missed having my family, of course, but it was really like quiet and peaceful. Like we just like drink wine and like just watch, well, he watched football. You know, I was not watching no football, but I was in the room there. Sorry, Cabana, I'm busy working. My dog is here bugging me. Um, but overall it turned out pretty good and the weekend was nice and long. Um, I did not go out and do Black Friday shopping. I know you did. How did that go? Was it crazy like it normally is or was it totally like a different experience because of COVID? Cause like I was it, home. It was very different. Um, normally, well, I don't even know what the normal is now because there was a time where stores were opening up at like three o'clock in the morning and like me and my mom would hit Target and then like wouldn't have anything to do from midnight to like 3 a.m. So we would just like lay in the parking lot and wait for the stores to open. But like then they started to kind of the stores would open right after Thanksgiving dinner time. Yeah. So I don't know. All these years have been so different this year. They didn't actually open until Friday morning. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I do know like a lot of places were saying because of all the work that these first responders have had to do this year, that a lot of places did close completely on Thanksgiving versus like, I, like you said, I know they normally for a while were opening like at three in the afternoon or like whatever. So, so this time it was like for real Black Friday shopping. Yeah. So the, we went to the outlet mall in St. Augustine, for those of you who don't know, it's in North Florida. Mm-hmm. So they opened around six o'clock. Um, we were there not right at six, like my mom normally would, because she didn't have her Black Friday pants on this year, like she normally would. Dead. I'm dead. <laughs> so what time did you guys start? Uh, we got there at like 7.45. Damn, you guys are the real deal. <laughs> like yeah, the real and deal. we still had to, so we went to Kate Spade because my mom, um, little entrepreneurial 
Rebecca. She, like, <laughs> she, like, takes money from people at work to, like, do their shopping for them. So, yeah, Bank of America people who don't want to go out on Black Friday, they pay yes. my mom to do it for them. <laughs> okay, first of all, Rebecca's the plug on uh, Black Friday shopping, number one. And that's very nice of her because I'm not that nice. Yeah, so she, like, gets, you know, a tip. Yes. And then they'll send her money for whatever bag that they want. But they use her judgment every year to actually pick out, like, they just tell her a color. Right. And a size. And then she's got her list. And I'm like, damn, mom, who the hell? What is that for? Like, because she'll have an arm full of bags. And she'll be like, oh, people at work. I'm dead. So she's got her own little Black Friday side business going. So that was I'm her. Dead. Good for her. What was the best Black Friday buy you would say? Oh, God. I don't know. Mm. Oh, Cole Han. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't What'd know what it was. Them? I did not, but my mom got a pair of boots and okay. it was like 75 degrees outside. And she was so excited about these boots and got such a discount that she put them on and like wore them all day, even though it was 85 degrees. I'm not judging. When I was a kid, whenever I'd get like new stuff, I'd like literally put it on like right then and there. So I'm not judging. So I didn't go Black Friday, like outdoor shopping, but I did do some shopping online at Macy's. They had some really good deals. So I got like some shirts and some really cute shoes that I'm going to show you later. Um, and they're all coming in the mail. So it's like Black Friday here every day right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely did not. Oh, I love getting packages. It's like the best. It's <laughs> the best feeling in the entire world. Um, but yeah, no Black Friday shopping for me because I just have never done it. I'm not brave enough to go deal with all you crazy people. Like 745, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. Well, I couldn't get over the nerds that were like getting their when we were leaving, like they were going to stand in line in the hot sun all damn day. Dead. Dead. At least dead. we stood in line for a minimal amount of time. No, I hear you. And I know a lot of people that do it and it's, you know, it's worth it if, if that's what you're into. And, you know, I know that a lot of times if there's like that one thing you have your eye on, you can get a really good deal on it. So more power to y'all, more power to y'all. Yeah. So we beat our first holiday. We're done with Thanksgiving and on to Christmas. Did you decorate? Yeah, you're decorated off, right? Oh, yeah. Me too. I like, I decorate like it's going out of style. I need two months of Christmas at least. I'm dead. So, what Tell do you me. think about having sex in your childhood bedroom when you're traveling for the holidays? That's a no for me. That's a, a no for you. Solid no. Because, well, yeah, no, that's a no because at least like in Chicago, like our house in Chicago, the the rooms are all like on top of each other like no yeah I just think it can be kind of ick like if the parent is like sleeping in the other room or like your cousins brothers sisters whatever and like my childhood bed squeaks like a motherfucker yeah like all you would hear is the room they're way too close (laughs) yeah for me the rooms are just like literally like so close to each other that like and if we're home it's like all of us home like me my cousins everybody so like even if you are being quiet like no like no I'm good I'm good on that I mean now I'm there for like weeks on weeks on weeks on end and yeah I'm gonna probably have to get it in at some point but like if I'm just there for like a Thanksgiving weekend no keep your dick in your yeah busy (laughs) real fucking busy you better go jerk off in the shower just saying like it's just awkward like that's embarrassing I don't want to be embarrassed in front of my family or like I also don't want to be disrespectful either like no I just like I don't know especially if it's like a bigger Thanksgiving can you imagine like walking down the stairs after like grandma and grandpa just heard like 
no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, negative. Like, no. The only way I would say fine is, like I said, like, if everybody, like, ran to the store for that, like, last minute item and we happen to be get, get so lucky and be alone or something. But, like, no. Because, like, I guess if I'm talking to my house in Chicago, like, <clears throat> excuse me, no way. The rooms are way too close together. Like, no. And the floors, they're, they're wood, they're, like, original wood floors, so, you know, they creak and shit. Like, no. Ugh. Yeah, it's, like, Ew. the old school, like, you know, up north, like, real wood. And, like, the house does creak. Like, you go up the stairs a certain way, they creak. Like, no, thank you. They're going to know. Like, eh, eh, eh. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing it. Sorry. Negative. So a brief overview for you guys. What we're going to be talking about this week, before I forget to tell you, because there's so much shit. We're going to go over a brief definition of what it means to be a content creator. Yes. Then we're going to talk about, but I, have a, I just have a special PSA for, for some of you hoes. And then we're going to talk hoes? about sex, sex, sex again. We're going to talk about medieval sex. I'm actually really excited for this topic. So let's get our PSA out. Well, really, it's your PSA, but I'm here to support you always. So tell us what's going on out there. Who did it? Okay. Who did it? Well, the first, the public service announcement, podcast promoters that are all up in your DMs, if you have zero followers and you and nobody and you're, you have a fake name and it's like Tim Bob, how the fuck are you going to do anything for me if you can't do it for yourself? Your mama is not following you, Tim Bob. Your mom doesn't follow you. Why the hell would I pay you money to promote our podcast? Yeah. And we get this all the time, every day couple times a day from different people and it's so annoying because like you said it's like you have no followers like your mama don't even follow you like you said like bye call me never do you want to be at the top of the apple charts yeah i do but you're not gonna get me there homeboy correct you are nobody just like us right now so that's that's all for that (laughs) sorry i had to say it if you're listening i hope you are lay the fuck off seriously get a life So also what I wanted to say is what it means to be a content creator. When I say content creator, (laughs) I will tell you, it means every week we have to come up with memes, you know, to get this brand off the ground, to get everybody girl wiring it up. We got to come up with memes, like fucking funny content even though we're not feeling funny sometimes yeah or you know like maybe it's a slow week in coronaville since it's a pandemic and all and we don't have a lot of shit to talk about yeah. so we got to get creative with our content correct so what the moral of this story is is our content ain't about you sure ain't my mama my daddy my dog my brother my sister it's not about any of y'all my man, my man's man, man, my man's man. Correct. Like, no, and it's true. Cause like, it is true. Cause I have gotten people where they'll be like, Oh, you mad at somebody? I saw that meme you guys posted. Like what? I don't I probably made that meme like three weeks ago. Yeah. We ain't mad at nobody. And I'll tell you when I make my best memes, uh, this is a, this is a sacred secret. Mm-hmm. Take it to your graves. People. I make all of my memes when I go take a shit and I'm, I'm sitting on the toilet and I necessarily don't have something to read at the time. So I'm thinking back to yesteryear. And I'm like, hmm, I remember my second grade boyfriend that kissed me on the cheek one time. And then a meme will pop into my head. Yep. Or 
I'll like find a funny Bravo meme and I'll be like, yeah, Dorit, haha, <laughs> meme. Yep. It's not about any of you. Nobody cares. You're not that important. And if and it is, you'll never know. Correct. And like point blank is just know that every, literally everything we post about has nothing to do with you. Like nothing. You are the farthest thing from the thoughts when we are creating memes and creating content or even our outline. Like when we're working on our outline every week to post a show, like we're not like, let me get back at this one person when I do this week's outline. (laughs) Like, no, we are always constantly trying to become, um, you know, not become, we're trying to create, I should say, you know, new refreshing information and things to put out there for you guys. So yeah, it has nothing to do with you specific people that take things so personal, like, Get over it. Get off your high horse. It's not about you. Yeah, nada. Because if as two people living in the same pandemic, all of you are living in, it would be fucking impossible. It would be boring. Like none of y'all would fucking listen to us. And I don't even know why a lot of you listen to us now. I'm surprised at the amount of downloads we get a day. It literally shakes me to my fucking core. Every but literally day. all of you would go away. <laughs> Seri- <laughs> no, seriously. Like, well, I woke up this morning, Vanessa. And I made myself a cup of coffee. I took a walk outside, fucking smelled the weeds, and then took a big shit. Yeah. And then I didn't do anything except, for, you know, white crumbs on my shirt and fucking spill drinks on myself. And I didn't even shower. And I don't remember the last time I shaved. Nobody wants to hear that shit. No. So we're going to bring it back or bring it forward or bring it nowhere. Nobody cares. It's not about y'all. Correct. So... Terry obviously had some shit she needed to get off her chest, but I'm totally with you because we've all been there. Um, Again, we're here to create a great podcast and that's literally all we're trying to do. So moving right along, as Terry said earlier, this week's topic is our best topic, sex, sex, sex. Um, We got a lot of feedback from our Thanksgiving mini episode and as expected, all of our girl wife freak nasty lovers love whenever we talk about anything that has to do with sex. I mean, like literally we just say sex and like our listens go through the roof so it's only appropriate that we just keep talking about sex since that's what everybody loves so we thought it'd be fun to kind of just take a look at sex throughout the decades so we're gonna go all the way back from to bc through the 70s so hey guys because this shit is pretty funny i'm ready oh i get to start yes you do queen 54 bc we got our we got our lady cleopatra Yes. She used to have filled boxes. Have I'm sure her like little assistants filled her, <laughs> her not literal assistants. not her literal box or like metaphorical box, but boxes. And they would put bees in them. And she would then put that box on her vagina and use it as a vibrator. I can't even imagine that. Like I just can't. Like, first of all, these things hurt. And like I get it, like I actually don't get it. Like, I'm trying to get it. But, like, it's got to be, like, weird. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like. Um, I'm just wondering how many bees it would actually take to get in this box for it to actually give a reaction. But I, I applaud and respect the amount of dedication for her to have a vibrator at that time. That's true. That that is true. Or to even not even so much like a vibrator because it probably she might not even think of it as a vibrator because they didn't exist then. But like to at least in that time still worry about her own sexual feeling and wanting to please herself. I respect that. Good for you, Queen. Yes. All right. Another. Well, 
we're going to Egypt. Dad. 1600 BCE. Egyptian women soaked cotton in a mixture of fruit, honey, and dates as a DIY spermicide that they put in their vaginas. I wonder what that did. Um, it made them not get pregnant. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, I have to read this again. They used a mixture of fruit, honey, and dates as a sperm. So basically, ew, can you imagine that yeast infection? No. Oh my God. No, that is so bad. Like, so bad. You know what's sad, though? That they couldn't, that these men are so privileged that they couldn't even pull out that they had to get the worst yeast infection of their lives that probably killed them. Like, RIP, like your fucking vagina, you put that shit in there. I know. Because you can't pull out. Men have always been worth nothing. Yeah, worthless fucking sacks of shit. Ugh. Okay, but, but they, they think they're somebody. Because also, this is a little bit before, I skipped one. 700 BC, ancient Greeks going off to war would give their wives bread dildos or a list to sate them while away. So you're fucking a loaf of bread. Bread dildos, like a dildo-shaped dick. I'm dead. And then, like, once you get it all wet and shit, you got fucking bread just, like, gross. Just gross. Yeah, and then you also have a yeast infection. Don't put that up there. Just put it in a frame. Desperate times, man. Desperate fucking times. All right, so 1200 AD, Chinese men started using a bunch of crazy shit as cock rings during the Jin Dynasty. Plus, there are recorded instances of using, oh, go eyelids, with the eyelashes still intact for clitoral stimulation on their female partners. Eventually, in the 1600s, cock rings made of ivory and jade started appearing, and some of them even had dragons with forked tongues carved into, kind of like a proto-rabbit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they were amazing. making the rabbit, like, way before the rabbit was a thing. Holy shit. First of all, the the goat with the eyelids, I cannot. I cannot. Can you imagine, like, your man, like, fucking taking goat eyelids and, like, flicking your clit with it and saying, like, ooh, baby. No, it's that it went, <laughs> No, okay, so that went around his dick. And then the eyelashes were what was supposed to twill oh, her like, no-no part. No, that, that is gross. Ugh. I mean, I just imagine like being a fly on the wall back then and imagining them experimenting with different fucking animal parts to get themselves off to keep things interesting. But that shows you that people have always been horny. Yeah. Like always and people will do whatever it takes to get <laughs> off which again shows you why anything anytime we talk about sex it is our best downloads so i guess like the proof is in the pudding literally from like bc times so well, I, the goat eyelids guys i never knew i never knew about bread dildos or fucking boxes of bees so. oh the boxes of bees though that sounds fucking painful so 1300s. In France, men were sometimes made to jerk off in front of the court of law in order to prove that they could get it up. You know what? They need to bring that up. Bring that back. (laughs) They need to bring that back. Okay? Because some of these men, they have a lot of talk and that's all they got. So I would be okay. I'd love to get on CNN or Fox and have a bunch of men just jerking (laughs) off. (laughs) I I would, even if it was pay-per-view, I'll pay for that. I actually... 
to be sick, I would too. Like, I just, I go back into a day and yesteryear when we used to like, or I, I'm not even going to put you on the spot. When I used to estimate like how big each guy's dick was in the office that we worked in. Just oh, like, I did too. Of, that was like my favorite yeah. pastime. Don't get me out of that. That was like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> That I was like the only thing out. that got me through a lot of the days was <laughs> looking at everybody's junk. You know how many happy hour conversations we had? Like me and Terry and like not just me and Terry, but like obviously like a bunch of us would get together and we would have like full on like whose dick we thought was bigger, smaller. And we were convinced like that we knew, even though none of us knew like, oh yeah, he's got a monster. Oh, he's got a fucking baby dick. Or like that was the best times ever. Yeah. But it would be like you know for some of them they're bulge but for others it would just be the way that they acted like yeah, yeah that's a big dick attitude mm-hmm. right there so I, w- I would love to see them whip it out and have a contest i'm telling you even if it was on pay-per-view i would pay for it okay <laughs> fuck all these fights that we pay 50 dollars for i want some guys jerking off in front of the court of law yeah, I want to see if you can really get it up. Or is it just big and useless? Take it to the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 1450. The first mention of a Merkin, a.k.a. pubic hair wig, oh, hell up no. in the Oxford Companion to the body. There are two general theories as to why Merkins were needed back in the day. One is that prostitutes had to shave their vulvas to combat, to combat pubic life and didn't want to look like they were actively trying to avoid pubic life. And the second is that Merkins were worn by prostitutes to cover up any signs of syphilis on their vulvas. Lovely. Wow, a pubic hair. Okay, so I gotta admit, I didn't read this all the way through. I thought that like it was a wig to put on your head made of pubic hair, but this is literally a fucking vagina wig to hide your herpes and syphilis. That's fucked up. I'm sick. <laughs> that is fucked up on so many levels and so disgusting and so sad and like so many other things all in one. I have like, imagine like somebody being like, oh my God, I have pubic lice. Everybody has pubic lice. So I'm going to put a wig on it and then give my pubic lice to everybody else. I'm Ew. dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I just picture like, like I'm thinking of a Ouija board for some reason. Like you go to like a <laughs> you go to a historic land, and they're like, "Oh, my name is Berta," and it's like, "Damn, Berta, what happened to you?" And she's like, "Oh, the syphilis and the pubic life, oh. calling it out on the Ouija board." That's and like so you just bad. think like, "Damn, her wig didn't save her, did it?" Dead. <laughs> okay, 1790s to 1809. Napoleon was said to have written to his wife, Josephine, home in eight days, don't wash. Barf. Barf. Ew. That is so gross. But I think there was a time where, this is going to sound really gross, but the fishier, the better. Like, I'm sorry, I couldn't think of any other way of putting it, but like, I think there was a time that, like, that meant like, how much showed how much you waited for your purse i don't fucking know i, I know i'm about to like bark just thinking about it but no, like that made my mouth water and like a really gross no like when you're gonna like, pee, yeah. pee, like <laughs> <laughs> but i think that that like 
that was like a thing. And I mean, honestly, in the world that we live in, it's probably still a thing for some people. Like, I don't put anything, these things are still going on today. Someone is getting off of bees. Someone has a wig on their badge. Like, trust me, these people, look at the world we live in, girl. Well, everything comes back around again. You were just talking about, I don't know if this was last week or the week before, but like those pubic, like uh, gemstones, like, uh, what do they have? They had a name, like Puba. Oh, badge, badge, fucking whatever. You know the those fucking, yeah. Yeah, uh, bedazzle. Yeah, like a that bedazzle. That was like a thing in the, like, probably I would say like the two, early 2000s, like everybody was bedazzling their nipples and badge. Like it was like a real thing. Or right, remember right. when people would shave, like even their own, not bedazzle, but shave their pubes into like a heart or like a star. Or a lightning bolt. Whatever, someone's name. How, you know, as creative as people can get. Like, there are people that I guarantee are still doing that. Trust me. Oh, like, yeah. For Karen sure. over there has her shit blinged out every week. Woo! <laughs> Nipples, too. Damn, Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 1848 to 1880. Pre-hippie sex commune. Ooh, I know all about this one. The Onidas community was established in upstate New York. Quote, when we think of sex and communes, we usually think of the 1960s, but there were communes in the 19th century too. Mm. The o- Onidans believed in a free love system. Their founder, John Noyes, coined the term TYVM, where any members could have sex with any other member, so long as they were consenting. After the commune disbanded, their founder turned his efforts to silverware. And yes, the Onidas company is still around today in my kitchen, y'all. Yep, I know exactly who they are because I'm pretty sure they're not in my kitchen. In fact, you probably ate off some places silverware of theirs growing up. Uh, yeah. So it's- basically, it was when, um, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like swing, it was like a, it was swingers before swingers. Yeah, they were the first swingers, and then y'all tried to make it cool like it was original, and it wasn't. The Onedans did it first. The Onedans been then, swinging, honey. Yeah, they've been swinging, and they've been profiting, making silverware. You know those little rings, like, yep. that you... you for, your like t- the, for your towel, uh, like, not towels, but, like, your nice napkins? Yes, but they, they also did, like, rings for your finger, like... I, I don't know if this is just like a redneck thing, but they had like these rings that people would wear where it would wrap around and it was like a spoon. I'll have to, I have mine. I've have never seen that. You now. have to show me that. I've never seen that. Yeah. All right. So 1894, Michigan doctor John Harvey Kellogg invented Kellogg, Kellogg's cornflakes in an effort to curb masturbation. He believed that the more flavor, flavorful a food was, the more likely you'd be to be horny. In response, he created super bland cereal. Love that entrepreneurship. <laughs> oh, God. These fucking people. The shit that they come up with sometimes is like, where do you come up with this shit? <laughs> I mean, I I think the opposite. Like, as good as the food is, like, I'm going to shove it in my face until I'm about to explode, and then I'm not going to be thinking about sex at all. Yeah, that's going to do it. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to do it. Right. So in the 1900s, vibrators were invented in order to treat women with a disease called hysteria. The healing effects of vibrators were called hysterical paroxysms of relief. Paroxysms of relief. Thankfully, the word orgasm is much shorter. Well, thank God that in the 1900s, vibrators become a thing because, hey, honey, it's 2020 and I still love my vibrator. 
they've always been trying to make women feel like they're crazy. What about y'all's need to like jerk off everywhere you go? Just jerk, 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 jerk. And what about y'all's needs to fucking have sex every three minutes? Like your 12 year old boys, like get over yeah. yourself. Take your dick in the shower, jerk off, and make sure you wash my walls off. Okay? Yeah, y'all got some hysteria. Correct. <laughs> so, 1917, the first LGBT publication in North America was launched. It was based in Montreal and edited by lesbian poet Elsa Gidlow and her friend Roswell George Mills. So, that's actually pretty nice to hear that in 1917, even though... I'm sure it's been going on much longer. LGBT was already becoming like a thing, even though we're still so far behind on that. That's a whole nother yeah, podcast. Yeah, I never, I never knew that. Me neither, because it just seems like we've gotten still, even in 2020, it sometimes feels like we've gotten nowhere with it. So I'm surprised that even back then there were groups and things formed and we still are nowhere, I feel. I mean, we, I know we've <laughs> got along. I know we've gone a long way with the LGBT, LGBTQ community. But, like, we have a long ways to go, unfortunately. Heard that. <sighs> All right. So Real I'm, life, at girl. I'm at 1918. 30,000 women were imprisoned under the Chamberlain Khan Act, later known as the American Plan. Quote, the goal of the American Plan was to combat the spread of STIs among American soldiers by targeting American women. As usual. And has been largely forgotten. Executive director of the SBI project. He's, he said that thing that I just said. Dead. <laughs> These women were forced to undergo gynecological, gynecological exams, incarcerated and subjected to horrifying treatments, including sterilization and mercury. Also arsenic treatments if found to have an SBI. Sex workers, women of color and immigrants were subject to even crueler treatments. You know, you know what's what fucked up about that? Sorry to cut you off. So I like how the women were treated basically like garbage and sterilized. But how do you think they got these STIs? Because you can keep your dick in your pants. Correct. But no one's dick was getting cut off. Uh, they, that's what Where's they Loretta Bobbitt when you need her? God damn it. I'm dead. <laughs> okay. You know what mercury treatments and sterilization didn't do? Stop venereal disease among soldiers. Duh. Duh. Yeah, yeah, cut their dicks off. Duh. Duh. Stevie Wonder could see that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, 1970s. Two swingers bang their way into infiltrating the CIA. Duh. RF Kosher, a Czech, in <laughs> a Czech intelligence officer and KGB spy and his wife, Hannah Kosher. I don't know what they did. I'd have to look into that further, but like, Basically, they fuck their way to the top with their, like, vagina and dick. <laughs> and who does it nowadays still? Okay. So, guys, yes! that was a little sex going back through the decades for you. Um, I think we're definitely going to have to pick this up from the 1970s and go forward. So, definitely stay tuned for an episode um, of sex from 1980 through today. Because y'all still freaky. And nowadays, people just... I mean, you've heard some of our episodes, the balloon sex, the sex with the atom. I mean, the list goes on and on. So we'll definitely yeah. dive a little bit deeper into that. Let's... And it's very interesting. Oh, yeah. I could talk about sex like probably all day long. I mean, who can't? <laughs> so did you watch Real Housewives of Potom Potomac? We are coming to the end of this season very soon. I sure did. 
Well, I was glad to see that Monique made about a 60-second re-entrance at Karen's wig party. And I'm sorry, but these ladies with their drama of, like, they were, if you really pay attention, they were pissed that they didn't see Monique. Like, you didn't even see her, and you guys are, like, blowing steam out of your ears for something that didn't even happen. And I don't know if you watch watch What Happens Live with Andy. I I did. Okay, so I do. I watch it always after the episode or whatever. And, like, Product okay, production's also not trying to like have all of Bravo shut down. They were making sure that they weren't gonna run into each other. Like they weren't gonna yeah. see each other. They hope they're not gonna see each other till the reunion. That's why Monique hasn't been around. So like the drama and like for them to be so offended that what, you didn't see her? She wasn't there. Get over yourself. Like, so what? She came and supported Karen before you freaking pin in the asses got there and you're still mad. It makes me hate all of them to be honest. There's so too much. I did not like, and I always take her side, I didn't like Ashley in this episode. Really? She, she was an, I, I thought that she was more of an instigator than anything. Like, Well, like she, when she's at the lunch and she's like, let me call Karen and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah, because Karen had already talked to Monique about it and she tried to make Karen look like she was a bad friend. And then even when they got there, she was kind of the one that started the whole thing by saying, oh, she was here. Right. So right. I was like, damn, Ashley, that's kind of lame. Like, yeah, I, I still love like Ashley, but yeah, I, I, I but, totally get it. But like, I was also thinking like, what if it was Robin that like lost her temper? Or what if it was Giselle that lost her temper? How would they, would they really be acting like this? Like, like literally they are shunning her for yeah. losing her cool. With yeah. somebody who still runs their mouth I know. And then I see the previews of her still running her fucking mouth. And you know what I think? I want her to get popped. That's all I can think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you got to learn when to shut the fuck up. And it takes two to tango. Like I've been saying for I don't know how many weeks now. She didn't walk in there throwing hands. In this, like, my thing that really, like, gives me a bad taste with Candace is she acts like a total victim like she was just Mm -hmm. standing there in the corner minding her business and all of a sudden she got her ass whooped like that's not what happened i'm sorry like and i still go back to you know i know you're not happy with ashley this episode but i still go back to you poke a bear enough you're gonna get fucking bit and she got bit you know what i mean and it's like so stop playing that you also weren't antagonizing her to the point where yeah she's gonna whoop that ass okay get over it so Whatever, that scene was kind of annoying just because I'm like, you guys are so extra for no reason. Like, this literally- is where I have to say, I am, I am happy that I had a, a parent like my dad who, you know, looking back now, I can appreciate him saying, Terry, if you talk shit like that, you're going to get, someone's going to bust you right in your face. Someone's going to break your fucking nose. Someone's going to do this, do that. So you have fear and you treat people with respect because you don't want to get your fucking nose broke. Her mama, I guess, told her to fucking just spew your bullshit at everybody and no one's going to do anything to your little ass. Well, guess what? Somebody is going to drag your ass. And it happened and it should have been worse because apparently... You you didn't learn your lesson. You didn't learn. You didn't learn. Correct. So that scene was kind of like, oh, here we go again. The best scene of the night, as we know. I can't even say Father time. Okay. So... You know, Karen's trying to keep the spark in her marriage alive, which I totally respect. And she's, like, doing this whole, like, bubble bath scene with her and Ray Ray, as we like to call them. 
But the best part is when Ray Ray gets there. I mean, the turtle walk up the stairs. She's like, Ray Ray, Ray Ray. I was dead. First of all, I didn't need to see that scene. They could have never showed me that scene. <laughs> it was so awkward, okay? You got Karen in the bath. Uh, Ray Ray is, like, literally crawling up the stairs, okay? Like, like literally turtling it. Turtling it to another level of turtling, okay? These were baby turtles, okay? And then, like, gets up there, like, rubbing her feet. It, it was just awkward. Like, it, the whole scene was, like, not needed for me. Well, I have to ask you something, because I didn't, I had to replay it, and I still don't know. Afterwards, when they close the door, Ray supposedly gets his old ass in the tub. Like, did he get in the tub and fart in there? Because I heard this, like, plop, and they both giggle and laugh. So I didn't know if he, like, sat I'll have down, to go back and watch. Or, I, I or didn't notice. I thought I was like, right, did you too? Like, I'm I don't dead. know. Well, he's old, so they've been over and it comes out. So he probably did. But I, I did not hear, I didn't catch that. So I'll have to go back and watch that. But that whole scene was like, my lately, like, the only thing, and I love Karen, she's the ground down. But sometimes I feel like she knows better where, like, she doesn't need to do these stupid scenes. She has nothing to prove. She's got a long standing marriage with Ray of over 20 something years. She's a mature woman where, like, sometimes I feel like she could stand on these young ladies' level. Yeah. It's not needed, Karen. You don't need to get in the bubble bath with Ray and show us that you guys are still in love because you guys have built a long-lasting marriage, and any marriage is going to go through its ups and downs, and you have nothing to prove to us. So I could have done just fine without that scene, personally. He's trying to prove that they still have sex because everybody's like, oh, God, he's so old. They still have sex? Well, guess what? Viagra, baby. I that I bet Father Time can fucking lay it down. Probably. I'm sure he can. Probably. I'm not doubting that. But I bet like a lot of these women like Giselle because he's probably fucking other women. Let's be oh, honest. We'll get on to Giselle in a minute, but let's get to Robin first, who visited what I like to call Neverland, aka a house that she ain't never gonna be able to buy because I guess she forgot she owes she's on a payment plan with the IRS and owes them like over a hundred thousand dollars. Yet she's looking at houses that are like millions of dollars. Like you look stupid. I know. And I'm pretty sure Uncle Sam's watching and he probably came banging on your door on Monday. Okay. Like I hate people that are trying to live beyond their means. Obviously you have a major issue over your head right now that everybody knows about. So should you really be out there looking at million dollar houses right this second? Probably not. Look at something a little bit more modest or stay in your townhouse until you get your shit cleared up because you look crazy and everybody's talking about you. Yeah, I haven't really seen as much hate as I thought because I had the same exact opinion. Get on like, Twitter, girl. Get on Twitter. Oh, yeah. It must have been Twitter. I can't even say that the Neverland was my creation, but everybody was talking about her Neverland dreams of her house because, like... It's embarrassing. Yeah. You, you look stupid. You Because you owe that much money you to where you have to be on a payment plan. And what the fuck is wrong with your house? You're not pregnant with another baby. You don't need the extra space. Like, you're... And my thing is, if you're on a payment plan with the IRS, you obviously couldn't afford to pay them all at once. So why are you looking at million-dollar houses? Yeah. Like, and does that make IRS, any sense? Yeah. It, it, it really doesn't. But I'm just wondering, like, why are you acting like it's so desperate? Like, I can understand if you're in a closet size, like, one bedroom, and then you're pregnant with twins. Correct. Like then, yeah, it'd be a necessity, but you're fine in your damn house. Maybe it's not the fucking time priorities to be embarrassing guys. guys, one thing I will say is always check your priorities, man. Like, 
Don't be looking like Robin and looking ridiculous. Moving she's right along. ridiculous for a storyline is what she's Correct, saying. correct. And it's not a good one. But nope. moving right along, Giselle. So for the first time, I actually felt a tiny, tiny, tiny bit bad for her during the photo shoot because Jamal didn't show up. And I know she was mm-hmm. in her feelings. But at the same time, Jamal's a freaking loser. Like, no offense. Like, mm-hmm. okay, when she's sitting at the lunch with her girls for her birthday, her oldest's birthday, Gracie's birthday, and like whenever she mentions their dad, and that's their dad, okay, it's not some random stepdaddy, the look of disgust on their faces to me says it yeah. all. Okay. This guy obviously doesn't have a good reputation. God knows how many children he has and what he's got going on. Your kids are obviously not supported for a reason. And I know that, like, people say, you know, you let a child stay in a child's place and these are grown folks' business. Hell no. They're not babies, okay? And this is also their father. So if they're not even, most kids would be thrilled at the right? idea of their parents getting back together. So the fact that these girls want nothing to do with it and are just what seems like disgusted by it, I think says a lot. And then for him to not show up to their first family photo shoot in umpteen years. Yeah, you're the POS that I knew you were. That's how I felt that whole scene. And like People I said, for get... the first time, I had a little bit of like, oh, I kind of felt bad for Giselle. But then she probably talked shit and I was over it. Yeah. People don't give, um, I think, girls that age enough credit. Like, if, because I mean, you and I were the same, like, not the same age, but like had divorced parents when we were in our early teens like that. Yeah, we, like, so I grew like, up in a single parent household my whole life and like, you know, I've done the stepdaddy thing and stuff. So for their dad to be coming back in the picture and them not be happy about it, that's right. a lot to me, to me. So I was around 15, like when my personal family thing happened. And I mean, I would have never been like, ew, like at my own dad. Like, he's obviously caused to their family that even his own daughter is, don't want him back for their mom. Like, to me, that says a lot. But I don't, I also don't know why Giselle is making the points to bring it up. Clearly, they didn't want to talk about it on her birthday. So I don't well, know why they're highlighting line. it. It's her storyline right now. Uh, it's, that's all it is. It's, uh, you see that every chance she gets, it's like FaceTiming Jamal and calling Jamal. She looks thirsty as hell. No offense. I have a man. I have a man. Can everybody yeah. see? My Jamal's man. Jamal's favorite this. And Jamal, won, it's, it's, it's a little bit obnoxious, you know, but it's, I seem like that's all she's got going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it, right now it is her storyline, but the whole thing was pathetic. Lastly, she doesn't want to get like uh side bench like some of these ladies have, like Dickie and Tamara and OC. Correct. Um, lastly, Wendy and Candace, not a lot to be said there. They both get on my nerves. Wendy has been on my nerves this entire season. <laughs> I she did not grow on me, not even a little bit. I gave her, yeah. I said, if you go back to like episode one when we talked about it to now. I have tried. Wendy has done nothing for me besides get on my nerves. Um, that's really well, all I have to say. I heard, I heard four degrees again. Uh, hello? Talking to her whole mother. I think your mom knows. Okay. Yeah, she knows. We get it. Everybody so, was there. Like, yeah. fucking A. I, it, she, I think she's trying to create a storyline that isn't there. And, you know, I think that the staff at Bravo or the editors, whatever, productions they're doing everything they can to create a story where their story isn't there do they have the dramatic cuts like of course they do like with the bachelorette like the whole you spoiled brett well man maybe she is and Mm -hmm. you know 
maybe you should have just left it at that because I do think she's acting like a little asshole. I don't know. Correct. Moving right along, did you hear that Ryan Seacrest is selling his uh, L.A. mansion that was previously owned by Ellen DeGeneres for $85 million? Like, who's buying it? It's Rona. Um, People lost their jobs. I want to know who's buying it. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Dead. And he, if he does sell it for that, he made a pretty little penny because um, he bought it somewhere around 40 million dollars. So he's obviously, I assume, done work to it in the marketing, blah, blah, blah. So if he does sell it for that amount, he's making a night. I mean, he's doubling his profit. So God bless him. Um, Ryan Seacrest, I will say, he's someone that is everywhere, mm -hmm. but nowhere. Mm -hmm. He's not like in the public eye in a negative way. I think that he works very, very hard. So it doesn't surprise me that he's fucking loaded. Oh, no, <laughs> like, I'm not surprised at all. I just want to know who's going to buy it. Yeah, no. we know who's Jeffy not gonna does. buy it. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he actually had a lot to be thankful for over this Thanksgiving holiday. He just signed a 19 million dollar deal with the Boston Celtics. Um, he got wow. a two with them, and he also became a U.S. citizen, which by the way, I didn't know he wasn't one. So, congratulations! I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, Tristan. You got a new deal for 19 million, so you can't quite afford Ryan's house. But hey, you're, you're an American citizen, so you're doing big things either way. Welcome to America. Surprise! Seriously. So that wraps up our Celeb Tea and Housewives recap for this week. Do you have some reviews for us? I sure do. Are you ready? Girl, I live for these reviews. Okay. So I went to www.girlwidepodcast.com and I ordered the walk the fuck away shirt and I got a mask to match it and to my surprise people actually walked the fuck away and left me alone I'm Five stars. fucking dead <laughs> that was good and I love it <laughs> what do you mean this is a true review I believe it I love it yes so if you want people to leave you the fuck alone get on our website order the walk the fuck away shirt and you can get a mask to match it <laughs> yes you can any other reviews or are we done for this week? Oh, we're done for this week. Well, guys, this was actually a really fun episode. I totally enjoyed myself. Um, as always, thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed yourself as well. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review. But if you hated it, walk the fuck away. Yeah, just casually walk the fuck away, like Terry said. Um, if you're not already following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at girl underscore Y underscore podcast. Thanks again, guys. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Have a great week, guys. Stay safe. Stay COVID free. Bye. Bye.